I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could have me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. Robbie Robbie weekly. Little reverse pass. Hey everybody, Gavin Casey here with an impromptu drop-in on a Wednesday. Hope everybody's week is going well. I'm looking at Murray Kinsella across from me. He's putting together the final bits of preparation ahead of his French odyssey over the next couple of months. We wanted to check in and talk to you about what our plans will be over the next few months while Murray and Kieran Kennedy are in France. And I suppose no better place to start, Murray, than your plans over the next coming or the next couple of days. Uh, how are you fixed, firstly, before we get into the meat and drink of what we'll be doing? I'm not fixed all that well, to be honest. I was in Biarritz and Bayonne last weekend, obviously, for the final warm-up game. And then I got back on Sunday night, got through the squad announcement, and I woke on Monday morning and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to the World Cup on Friday. And I realised how little I had done. I'd applied for my accreditation for the games, which is, it's the pass that gets you into the stadium for all the matches, gets you into all the media events. It's, it is a golden ticket in fairness now. Um, and I'm going to be going to some amazing games over the next while. But I realised that I hadn't got trains booked around France, that I hadn't even got some of my flights booked, that I hadn't even got some of my accommodation for the last few weeks of the tournament in Paris booked. So I've kind of been scrambling for the last couple of days. I have my Excel spreadsheet actually open in front of me here. This is what I do for every tournament. I list it out day by day. I put in all the events, colour-coded, just so I can keep on top of it because I have a head like a sieve. I forget things so quickly in the short term. And it's filled up so quickly, this spreadsheet, I have to say. I, as I said, fly to tour on Friday, go through London. So be a bit of a hop over there, but it'd be nice to get settled in. I have an Airbnb over there for basically a month because Ireland use that as their training base. We'll head off every Thursday, go to the match city and then back on Sunday to tour. So it makes sense to bring a small bag for those weekends away, not be lugging my big luggage around the place. And so Saturday then we're straight into it. They just sent out the first Ireland media schedule, 10 a.m. on Saturday morning in, in tour at the local stadium. There's an open training session and the demand over there is phenomenal. They sold out the, or their free tickets, obviously. They, they got rid of the first batch of them in 20 minutes. I know someone actually lives in that area. They went to try and get some, but they were half an hour after the, the opening time. They missed out. They did another batch this week and 2,000 more went in 15 minutes. So the locals are buzzing to get Ireland in. So we'll have that big open session. There's media there. And then later that day in the Grand Théâtre, in the middle of tour, there's a, a welcoming ceremony. So there'll be some dignitaries and there'll be lots of handshakes and hopefully a few appetizers. Uh, <laughs> and it'll be great. There's another media outing there. So there's going to be loads of chances to chat to Ireland, see how they're settling in. They go on Thursday. They're actually all out of camp at the moment with getting that kind of last time with their families. Obviously, some of their kids will be starting school and things like that. But uh, they're back in and, and they fly out tomorrow to, to France. So, yeah, it's all picking up now. And, and as I said, this schedule is looking jam-packed, Gav. I'm interested to know what the mood is like in camp for you. You're like a man going off to sea for weeks on end. You've got a young boy, <laughs> Noah, who's just started in creche. Um, what kind of a, a bollocking did this entail or is Jen, your wife, accustomed at this point to the fact that you are a slave to the the rugby calendar as it is? Yeah, Jen's unreal in fairness now because we do travel a lot. It's one of the perks of jobs, but now when you have family, it's probably the more challenging aspect of it. And I was actually talking to a coach who's going to the World Cup. Uh, in, in, they're actually over there now in France. And, and he said, 
you're away for half the year. Try that. That's what a coach is, is being like. And, and you have to have understanding family. And I definitely do. It'll be, yeah, it's my first time being away from Noah for this kind of extended period. So I'm dreading that side of it. But they're going to come over and visit in tour for a few days. And that'll be hilarious with him over in, in France. And then I will nip back in that kind of big break that Ireland have between Scotland and between South Africa and Scotland games. They have a week off, obviously. And they actually break up from camp for I think four or five nights maybe they've got to all stay in France so they'll go off and do their own little holidays and get a breather from each other and just relax and and recharge because once they're back in their plan is Scotland plus knockout stages all the way to the final and and that'll be the the idea so yeah it's challenging definitely and I'm getting a sense of what the players do as well it is a lot of sacrifice for them going away all the time and it's there's a lot of burden on partners and loved ones back home but the upside of it I think for players in particular is amazing and definitely for me it's it's one of the most enjoyable parts of the the job like there's nothing like throwing yourself into a tournament for the next couple of months I will think about nothing else but the the rugby world cup you know obviously I'll be on to the family I'll be texting friends the odd time but you're just absorbed in it you you're obsessed with it. When me and the other journalists go out for dinner each evening, we'll be discussing rugby probably relentlessly, to be honest. And and it's amazing. I, I love these big showpiece events. And yeah, it's 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 a thrill to be to be heading away. Even I'm looking at the the XL here and the first match weekend. So I'm going to go to France, New Zealand on the opening night. I have Ireland versus Romania on the Saturday, and then I have South Africa, Scotland on the Sunday. So that's going to involve on the Thursday a train from Tour to Bordeaux do the Ireland team announcement press conference, check into my Airbnb there <laughs> for basically for a night. Um, then I go to Paris next morning on the train all the way up. That's a couple of hours on the, the TGV. Check in there to a hotel, do the France New Zealand match, go to bed after that. Wake up the next morning, a train back to Bordeaux um, and the Ireland match is at 3.30 p.m. local kickoff on Saturday. And then that's, you know, there's going to be loads going on after that. Get up on the Sunday morning and fly to Marseille down the south of the country, obviously, check into a hotel there and uh, South Africa, Scotland that evening. And then the following morning, the Monday, get on a train to Paris and then a train back to tour. That's the only way to get back to tour. So it's going to be a lot of travel and it's just going to be unbelievable to see three massive matches like like that in the, the first weekend. Obviously, Ireland and Romania will be, you would think, a, a procession, but France and New Zealand is going to be fascinating. And that's South Africa, Scotland match is so decisive in in ireland's pool b as well gav so can't wait for that and, and there's loads of other stuff going on around the, the country for the rest of the tournament and it'll it'll whistle by in one way but it's a yeah as you said an odyssey as well accompanying all of that madness will be an absolute mountain of work that murray and Curon will be doing for the 42 subscribers we've got a special offer to listeners of this podcast which usually comes to you on a friday and we'll do again this week but we just wanted to get this in there before the offer expires so if you sign up before sunday the 3rd of september you get a 30 percent discount on an annual subscriber uh, a subscription excuse me uh, it's 42 euro for your first year if you apply this subscription the special offer is available now go to the 42.ie forward slash extra to sign up our big tournament preview pod will go out on monday the 4th of september so you'd be doing yourself a favor to get in before that with the offer and just to outline murray what we will be doing as a group over the next couple of months we'll obviously have the monday pods with bernard jackman we'll be coming at people on wednesdays with 
Owen Toolin providing his expert analysis. We will have immediate post-match pods after every Ireland game, which I've done with you. And Kieran does a fantastic job on those as well. They're a little bit manic in that you're still in the stands, there's music playing, and you're trying to give instantaneous thoughts on what you've just seen. They're a lot of fun. And I think sometimes, in fairness, people are looking for a little bit of content that they can maybe consume straight after TV coverage or whatever. Sometimes it can be there can feel like uh, there's a void afterwards, particularly if it's a memorable game or a big win for Ireland or even one of the provinces, right? Like you can watch whatever coverage is on TV and then you just have to try and talk to a friend about it or something. So we try and extend that a little bit and let people bask in it. But also everything that you guys will be doing on the website itself, like we're trying to express to people why the 42 and a subscription to the 42 most pertinently will be the perfect companion for the Rugby World Cup. And I think in fairness, your CV and your body of work is probably proof enough. Uh, putting you on the spot, but how would you like to tell people um, or why should they support your work over the next couple of months? Well, I hope they do because I've absolutely loved the new chapter that we've had. And I know when people probably have had something for free, it, it can be jarring to to part with their money to, to keep getting it. But actually we've kind of bumped up what we do, you know? I've had more time to focus on probably more quality pieces rather than trying to cover absolutely everything, your focus on your analysis or your comment or your opinion piece on the, the big day event of the day. And, and that's been a, a brilliant development for us as well as putting more time into the pods. And, and I think everything has stepped up a notch in quality from, from my point of view. And I'm very biased, obviously, but... It's been great that the Monday pods are back with Birch where we, I suppose, try and set our agenda for the week and we react to the big headlines from the the weekend. It's always a fun pod as well. I think we have a great flow between the the three of us and we we definitely enjoy having the the crack and and chatting rugby. And Birch has amazing insights into coaching, obviously, and the the behind-the-scenes elements of the game. And he has great contacts as well. There's always a couple of nice rumours and stories in there and uh he's definitely become more of a raconteur i think as well as his uh, story about going to Tralee the last day told us and then on wednesday own gives just a, a an analysis perspective that's kind of unmatched anywhere else like he was in the game for so long with ireland with melbourne rebels with the kintetsu liners in japan as a performance analyst that's his job so he's brilliant at picking out the bits that really matter and I love absolutely bouncing off him. I think we probably bring it the best in each other and um, not always exactly in agreement, but that's a, a great thing as, as well. Often we will have a similar uh, point of a game to, to pick up on. I love just diving into the weeds with him and really getting into the, the detail of it, which I wasn't sure would always work on podcasts, but it, it really does with him because he's very descriptive in how he um, does his analysis. So it's nice to have this kind of juxtaposition almost of those two pods and different different tones i love doing our friday chats as well where we kind of tee up the weekend and as you say the the post-match stuff it's just great because there's so much energy i i don't think i'll ever try and listen back to one of them because i'd be embarrassed by how the adrenaline is still pumping after finding a match report and, and watching a game but we have a nice flow to our week and we're always ready with an, an emergency pod as well which i'm sure during the world cup there's going to be plenty of there's going to be well hopefully not too many disciplinary cases or injuries or changes to the squad I think back to Japan and like there was several evenings where again you sit down you think your your day was done and you might have a bit of food in front of you and then you get a text and it says 
Robbie Henshaw's injured, he's out of the first match and you, you think, okay, here we go again. So we'll be rea- reacting to all that and we'll bring all the news and, and the updates as well. But we've just added another kind of layer of depth to our, our coverage, which is brilliant with features, with interviews. I know we were going through our, our ideas and we won't talk about them all here, but there's some interesting characters to be interviewed and a few interesting pieces to be to be finalised over the next few weeks. So yeah, get on board. It's, it's brilliant to have a community as well. Uh, the, the WhatsApp group, uh, it's it's lost me because it's so incredibly busy it's unbelievable anytime I, I flick on the phone and i go in there there's hundreds and hundreds of messages and the community is like it's a really cool community very i think polite and mannerly and really good debate in there as as far as i can see any email i get from our subscribers <coughs> is thoughtful and <laughs> educational often and and gives good different perspectives as well so i have to say i've loved this new era and this iteration of the 42 and i think it's only going to get better with more people jumping on board for for the world cup so i can't wait to get into it i love i absolutely love more than anything in this job going back to the the game tape and gifting and breaking down little plays and we'll be doing absolutely loads of that i'll be living it for the next few weeks there's not much to distract me over in france uh, apart from getting into uh, a couple of nice evening meals and, and tasting the French food and a bit of wine, hopefully. But otherwise, it'll be um, all about breaking down games, chatting to interesting people. And yeah, our coverage is going to be as in-depth as you'll get anywhere. So I'm definitely biased, Gav, but I think it's a, a great offer as well. More in-depth. And I'm biased as well, I guess. But I think objectively, a lot of people would agree. And you're right to mention the WhatsApp groups and the community of listeners we've built up and that's almost become a a community in and of itself in that I know a lot of those people will meet up at games and things now based on having met each other in the WhatsApp groups and uh, if you've heard us mention those before and weren't exactly sure how they work it's literally just a load of Irish rugby fans mostly Irish and a, a constant line of dialogue or discourse about the various talking points that might crop up on an individual day Obviously, you can just mute the group. You're not getting 900 notifications a day necessarily. You can dip in and out as you please, as I do personally. And uh, as you say, we're lucky to have listeners to our rugby pod and subscribers who are unbelievably knowledgeable about the game. It's certainly been an experience for me. You mentioned it's been educational and like even just the way the questions are often sent into us either via email or you're you're free as well to send them in the group it can almost set an agenda for one of the episodes of our pod because somebody can think of something where you're like oof i hadn't worked that into the running order but that could be a a 20 or 25 minute chat within an episode it's mad and i was talking to someone about this recently and i think it's probably across all sports and i'm definitely digressing here but the modern sports fan is so well educated on the sport and understanding of what's going on and up to date with everything that it really has pushed media and journalists to step their game up i i've noticed and i've discussed this with other journalists is like again as you mentioned some of the emails you get you're thinking wow this person really has spent time thinking about this or discussing it and researching it even and and they have great knowledge so i think that's been a great development as well like when i started well like 2012 ish maybe like actually writing professionally and doing pieces Like, I don't think there was as much demand on the media and the journalists to be all over everything. Like, maybe people weren't even watching a game back, for example. But, like, that is... I always... Like, you know, as soon as I started, I think you have to watch games back. Even when I was playing, you you miss so much. You need the detail. If you're going to be having an opinion about people and judging them, you need to 
you need to do something as simple as that. And that's one example, but I think that's, yeah, you know, everyone does that now and it's one or two rewatches and it's discussing it in depth and, and obviously doing all the analysis and, and being on top of everything if you're going to have opinion on, on people. But that's because fans have demanded it and yeah, I, I, I'm constantly blown away by people's knowledge and thoughtfulness around the sport. So it's always very welcome. And you're right to point out earlier that for people who have been getting a product for free, and this applies across the board in journalism, really, in the online era, it can feel as though you're having the rug pulled from under you when suddenly an organization comes to you and says, no, you have to pay for that now. And that's the industry's fault, by the way. You, you're probably justified to feel that way. And certainly I felt it probably in uh, having to subscribe to platforms that I hadn't subscribed to previously. But the industry made a rod for its own back. 20, 25 years ago with the advent of online journalism or digital journalism, giving that away for free and creating a precedent where people received it for free for ages. Whereas in reality, it costs money for somebody to simply sit down and write something. And when you expand that to having a team of full-time journalists who, for example, in this case, will travel to France for a couple of months to cover one of the biggest sporting events in the Irish calendar, uh, it, it it requires support and like when I started back in college no different to yourself I had an idea of being a sports journalist as somebody who got to sit down and write feature pieces and interview people and write them up and I thought it would be as simple as that yet here we are on a podcast trying to sell our own work but it's because we actually require people's support and we are unbelievably grateful to the people who have already supported us over the last couple of years and the last 12 months even since we moved the podcast to the subscription sorry I was waiting there for your your jibe Gav about someone having to pay for my five star hotels in France but (laughs) it hasn't come so I'll do it I'm only messing obviously I'm not I'm definitely not staying in five star places but yeah you're right it it costs a bit to do what we do and to go where we go and hopefully uh, listen I know the people who have subscribed are, are enjoying it and that's so rewarding So a reminder of the special offer, which expires on Sunday, the 3rd of September, you get a 30% discount on an annual subscription, which works out at just €42 for your first year. The special offer is available now. Go to the 42.e forward slash extra to sign up. Big tournament preview this coming Monday, 4th of September. Make sure you get in before then and for all of the podcasts that are going to be landing your way over the next couple of months. One last one before we go, Murray. What are you actually most looking forward to about this tournament? Being there in person, getting to witness it. Is there one moment in particular that you're looking forward to? The thrill of being there when something goes against the grain and unexpected happens. It's it's hard to explain. I think people know, actually, when they're in a stadium and they feel this momentum going away that they didn't expect. It's kind of why we love it, isn't it? It's the, the unknown. And like we're, we all watch so much rugby. We absolutely love it. But we still don't know what's going to happen. And that mystery and intrigue is why we turn up and why it's so much fun. So I can't wait for that. Safe travels, my man. Cheers. Catch everyone very soon. I'm off to chat to Own Tool and actually now for one of, the, one of the subscriber pods. We're going to get stuck into the, into the nitty gritty. Can't wait. Looking forward to listening to that one. We'll be back, as I say, on Friday and throughout the tournament for subscribers. So make sure you jump on it. Thank you for listening. We will catch you very soon. Take care. Put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. 
Driver's got names for first two double barrels. He spits out, breaks out, only smokes carols. And he's refreshing the world in mind, body and spirit. Mind, body and spirit. You better hear it and fear it. Oh, that's the spirit.